Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Hotbun, do awesome, blah, blah, blah. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? I, uh, I rushed through my introduction there, sorry. Yeah, you did. Uh, well, I know that you, you get away after we've done this episode. I do, so but we, we mustn't let the listeners know that we are just in a hurry to get this over oh, and shit. done with. Well, just... Because then they'll feel short-changed. This is on the podcast they fucking pay for. Yeah. Listen, guys, we've got all the time in the world. Don't worry about my schedule for the day. Um, It's not important. What's important is you listening to us talk about Pinocchio. Shall I um, start that again, then, do you think? Yeah. Okay, here we go. This... It's Tough Like Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. Very theatrical. You sound like <laughs> Donald Sinden. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm um, Sam Nifty Delaney. Say what? Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. Um, right, Pinocchio. Um, now we've we've I've, I've sat and watched the film last night, or the the hour or so that you hadn't seen th- yet that, that remained from from the entrance of Honest John. Okay. Um, so there we go. I've now seen the whole thing. So we'll, we, this will be over. We, in two we talked episodes. a bit. How much about Honest John did we talk about last time? We we didn't. We just got yeah. to the Honest John appears. And then... The first thing you, you hear <laughs> is him singing, Hey, diddly dee, an actor's life <laughs> <Yes>. for me. <laughs> hey, diddly dum, an actor's life is fun. <laughs> is. is... <laughs> I mean, that just makes you want to be a thespian, doesn't it? It really it does. I did have aspirations to... Uh, yeah. I had theatrical aspirations when I was a lad, and I think that was in no small part due to Honest John, who just seemed to be living his best life. I, I, I never did. I've never had any desire to perform, but now that I've done it, doing live shows with your good self yeah. and with Mince, I fucking love it. I really love it. I'd love Surprise, to do yeah. more stuff. I'd love I used to, to love it at school, Do you yeah. know what I'd love to do? I'd love to do panto. Yeah. Oh. Imagine it. It'd be so much fun. And the money is amazing, apparently. Yeah. So I hear. Depends on your role, I suppose. If You just, you know like... Blobby is in Panto and Milton Keynes. And I'm jet- someone tweeted it to us and said, oh, you know, you should go and watch this as a joke. And I actually thought, do you know what? Milton Keynes, not that far. I actually would quite like to go and see Mr. Sam. Blobby in a... You could do that for the matinee performance. You could be up there for 2pm. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. for tea. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, there's no way it's not going to be funny. I mean, I've been yeah. to Panettes before, and usually they're quite disappointing, right, yeah. from my experience. But if Blobby's involved in it to any degree whatsoever, <laughs> you know there's going to be a bit where he just comes on and reaps havoc. Smashes And that's up. always yeah. going to be funny, isn't it? Because yeah. the idea would be he fucking just ruins everything. That's basically what he does, isn't it? I I don't know which theatre is it at Milton Keynes. Obviously, it'll be a new one because Milton Keynes itself is new. Yeah. It won't be um, a really old um, traditional theatre. But I wonder if it's got a Royal Box and we could get two tickets for the Royal Box and we could meet up there. Yeah. Milton Keynes kind of feels a bit... That could be our Christmas treat to each other. Yeah, I could be in Milton Keynes in three hours. You can do it in about two, probably. Probably less than two. I think it's like an hour and a half or something to Milton Keynes. 
Yeah, it all depends on whether we can be asked or not. I suspect not. I've got a cousin who lives in Milton Keynes as well. I could pop in and see him. He's extraordinarily rich. Wow. Uh, so obviously I'm really looking to sort of cultivate more of a close relationship. <laughs> Have I mentioned him. that I'm extraordinarily rich? Oh, no, it's, 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 he's the worst sort of rich cousin. He's really, like, modest and humble and nice. <laughs> so you can't even resent his wealth. Mm. Are you allowed to tell um, us how he got his wealth? Was it he's inherited? a corporate lawyer. Wow. He was extraordinarily clever. Went to right. a normal state school, mm-hmm. but went to Oxford because he was so clever. Yeah. And then just, I don't know, just fucking got a degree. I don't know what in, but he was so talented. It was basically like, right, take your pick. You can basically do whatever you want because you, like, you're the cleverest kid in the fucking cleverest university. Oh, no, maybe he went to Cambridge. I don't know. Right. And then he, um, so he thought, fuck this, I'll become a corporate lawyer. And yeah. uh, good stuff. And he's really rich, and he lives in Milton Keynes. I think it's because he's met. He, I think he's got. A, I think he's got. A, I wasn't invited to his fucking wedding. I think he got married. Right. This is how far down the. Pe- you got to understand my family. There's fucking hundreds of us cousins, wise. Yeah. Right. So it's easy to like. You know, I stayed. The only the cousins I'm closest to are the other ones who were just really into drugs and drinking. That's like, <laughs> but I, so I got in with the From wrong your ones. People, <laughs> the, the ones that we're sort of who've remained close for life is because we've taken so much drugs with each other in the nineties, right? <laughs> and then we're all still mates, but we've all got mental health problems now, right? Oh, and so and, still and got a connection. Yeah, exactly. So now we can share like our mental health issues with each other, or like you know, you'll get a call from someone in another continent saying, "Oh, look, uh, how did you give up cocaine? Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. a bit of advice." Right, that's the nature of my inter intercousin relationships. I should be in with the bloke living in a fucking mansion in Milton Keynes. I didn't even get a wedding invite. <laughs> I'm in a forest in Bulgaria trying to reset me demons. Where do I start? Yeah. Hello, is that Rich Cousin Joe? Yeah, listen, uh, <laughs> listen, Joe, I was thinking me and the kids could come round your mansion at the weekend for a bit of dinner or something. What do you reckon for old time's sake? No, it's Sam. Sam Delaney. Sam Delaney, your cousin. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, I mean, I don't know. I thought we could stay. You probably got, I've, I've seen your, your house on fucking Instagram. You seem to have plenty of spare rooms. Me and, no, the, me and the kids will come for the weekend, shall we? We're going to be in town. We're going to watch Mr. Blobby in Panto. You come along if you want. We might get the Royal Box. What? <laughs> what? I am one of Britain's top employees. Who is this? Don't be like that. Remember the old times at Christmas? Yeah. I've got some lad coming down from the north as well. He'll be amusing. Andy Dawson is there. He's gone. Google him. He's a great lad. He'll stay too. I think he yeah, he's got a couple of kids. Now he's got a dog. He's called Oscar. Now that's going to have to come. But I'm telling you, it's an indoor stock, as I understand it. So you won't be able to tie it up outside. It'll have to, I mean, presumably it could have its own room. It's- as I understand it, Oscar is house trained. However, he may get anxious being away from home. So there is a small problem. He may shit in your mansion. But don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I'll get my kids to clean it up. I've seen pictures of it. and I don't know if this is like a legally binding or applicable term, but it looks like a woman's dog. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that going to be a problem? No, no. Oh, there's other problems you've got. Okay, fine. I understand. This has maybe come a bit out of the blue, but uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Whatever you are concerned about, I'm sure we can smooth it over. <laughs> well, good luck with that. 
fucking uh, rich cousin Kings. who doesn't even give me the time of day just because mm. I'm scum. But it turns out he's a secret listener of this podcast. He'll be in touch and be reunited. Nah, he'll be listening to like one of those podcasts that CEOs listen to, like the Five Minute Billionaire. Yeah. Only listen to this a podcast in a pitch black business room to business. at four a.m. just after you've had your goji berries and done your pilates. <laughs> be one of them that's what the high class elite individuals listen to not this shit yeah you don't get high class individuals elite what top 0.1 percenters listening to top flight time machine talk about fucking pinocchio i mean i've got that masterclass mm. app right and i watch yeah, bob yeah. Iger, the head of um of disney talk talk through his day and it's fucking extraordinary right mm-hmm. but he's like yeah i get up but I'm 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 always in really casual things. It's just like I I always get up around four a.m. and I do all my awesome. emails, and then I work out in a pitch black room. I have a gym, but I have no lights in it. So this mm-hmm. sort of fucking insanity that he says is if yeah, just normal. Mm. What he doesn't say is I like to. There's a fantastic British podcast called Top Flight Time Machine. There's two guys. <laughs> One, they both have strange voices. They like to talk about ghosts a great deal, sometimes horses. They are big fans of the film Pinocchio, which, of course, is a Disney film. That's how I was first alerted to the existence of this podcast. I felt as though there could be a copyright issue. I felt as though there was money to be made, but it turns out that it's... We uh... intend to sue them. And first, I'm I'm listening to their entire back catalogue in order to be fully... Probably your fay with their output before we see them in court. I've got a lawyer in Milton Keynes, who I believe is the best in the business. Mm, <laughs> I'm oh going to sue them into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to use his own cousin to do it. Imagine that. <laughs> I get off on it. <laughs> Whenever I'm going to sue someone, I always do my research and find out if they've got a family member who I can involve some way. It makes it more personal for me. I enjoy it. So, um... Yeah. Uh, so, so, honest, right, so honest, honest John comes along and John what do you start thinking to yourself? Well, he's, he's this cunt, basically. And yeah. that's what he is, isn't it? You know, he's watching the kids on their way to school. He picks up a cigar butt off the ground with his walking stick and yeah. sticks it in his mouth. So he's not he's a man ve- of means. He's got very strong top cat vibes, hasn't yeah, he? In that he's, he's living he's off his not, wits. He's not a man of means because he's nicking cigars off the ground. He's, no. all, he's full of shit, isn't he? Uh, and he sees the Stromboli marionette show poster. Um, Stromboli becomes an important part of this story shortly. And he goes, yeah. Stromboli, that old rascal's back in town, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Stromboli. Another one of my associates who I can yeah. collaborate with. And uh, Yeah, the Pinocchio dances past them and... Um, uh, honest John goes a little wooden boy. That's <laughs> a really normal. <laughs> yeah, he does like a double tick. He goes yeah. a wooden boy, <laughs> a live puppet without strings. So he's just looked at Stromboli's marionette poster, and then just seconds later, the cosmos delivers. He thinks uh, fucking hell. Things are coming together here. <laughs> this is a sign. One minute I'm seeing the marionette shells back in town. The very next second I see a fucking. Walking, talking, wooden kid. Finally, everything's coming up on us, John. And, uh, yeah. So, obviously, he's going to um, sell the boy to Stromboli. Um, and then he's, he's a great line after that. He says, if we play our cards right, we'll be on Easy Street. 
<laughs> oh, I love the idea of Easy Street. Yeah, well, I oh. think that these two lads, they like, I think they appeal to us and to everyone. They're just, to him and his mate, who is a mute cat. Called Gideon. Yeah. Called Gideon. They, they yeah, it is true that, like, he's not a man of means, but he doesn't care. He's decided yeah. to live a life whereby he hustles the good life. He's an opportunist, yeah. He's an opportunist, yeah. And, um,. They're, they're, and he's got a huge amount of charisma, like a lot of opportunities. You know, there's shades of Top Cat, Del Boy, mm-hmm. Arthur Daly, all the greats. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Pinocchio's been sent on his way to school by Geppetto, armed with an apple for the teacher and a book for some reason. Yeah. And um, what is it he does? Honest John trips over Pinocchio and then p- picks him up, dusts him down, apologises, and um, starts eating his apple takes his apple and starts eating it. <laughs> I love that. But then he gets his book as well and starts reading the book, but it's upside down. Oh, <laughs> this is one of my favourite lines, what he says when he John sees the book. It's so is funny. An idiot. What does he say? He says something like, so, a man of matters. Something like that. He says, haven't you heard of the easy road to success? Uh, oh. I mean, I don't even know if Pinocchio knows what success is. Pinocchio was basically born 24 he's hours got ago. No cons- he's got no of concept wood. of success. This is, a, this is a line that, yeah, me and me and Lena are obsessed with, is, yeah. mm, a man of matters. So, you <laughs> haven't heard of the easy route to success. <laughs> yeah. Like, as if to say, oh, I see. You're, oh, you're, ha, <laughs> ha. Oh, that's funny. You think that getting an education is necessary. How mm. amusing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else happens after that? Yeah. Um, he goes, he, he goes the easy route to success. And then it comes. A line that I edited out and put in one of my recent IFS Turbo um, uh, Living Out Loud mixes. Mm. Uh, it's Honest John's defining line. I'm talking about the theatre, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> Bright lights, music, applause, fame. Um, I can yeah, just and, as easily uh, change that line to, I'm talking about podcasting, my boy. <laughs> the easy road to success. He, and he leads Pinocchio away. Pinocchio, as we, as we learn, is very easily led. Um, so he's going to take him off to the theatre and make him a, make him a star. Jiminy Cricket. He just says course. straight. Pinocchio's just straight away. Like, okay, yeah, fine. Why not? Yeah, sounds good. I don't know. I don't know anything. I haven't even been to this school. I've been sent to. I don't even. Know I mean, the, I didn't know is. what to expect. But if you're telling me it's shit, then yeah. who am I to disagree? You're more experienced than yeah. me. Fine. Let's do this thing boy. called theatre. Yeah. Why not? Jalapeno. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Um, so Jiminy Cricket gets involved and tries to stop it. Um, there's a bit of, bit of business with the, uh, the mallet. Um, the cut. Oh, that, mate, that's... See, these bits, I don't think they had enough of an impact on you. A bit of the fucking mallet, right? Because mm. he says, he says, Honest John says to Gideon, right, well, if we play our cards right, <laughs> then we'll be on Easy Street. Let's go and get this wooden boy. And yeah. Gideon, who's his little accomplice, just fucking creeps up behind Pinocchio and produces an enormous fucking mallet, which he is about to smash Pinocchio over the head with. Yeah. Until Honest John gives him the looks if say, no, 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 we're not doing it that way this time. That's obviously something that they do. They yeah. do do. That's why yeah. he carries a mallet. But he sort of says, no, no, we're going a different approach. I'm going to like softly, softly. this boy. I'm going to charm him. Mm-hmm. And um, Cricket's sitting on Honest John's hat and the cat ends up whacking Honest John over the head with the mallet instead just to try, yeah. and, get, try and get a Jiminy Cricket because they've identified him as a threat yeah, to this, um, which he is. this cast iron plan that they've got. Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, I mean, Jiminy Cricket's just a fucking cricket. I don't know why he's so important in all of this, but uh, yeah. Uh, he's, so a, the, he's just a busy cunt, isn't he? Like, yeah, turns yeah. out, like, to sort yeah. of involve himself. And he's not, to be honest, as we'll find out as well, he's got a lot to say and he's very judgy, but he's mm-hmm. actually of not much practical use at all to Pinocchio. Absolutely. He's just there in his ear the whole time going, eh, what are you doing that for? You should have gone to school. You shouldn't be doing this. Oh, no, you've got yourself in a lot of trouble now. You should have listened to me. I was yeah. right all along. Exactly, he's one of those characters. Um, I mean, he's just a fucking blob of blue tack, basically, with with yeah. some fucking clothes on. Um, so yeah, um, Pinocchio says, "I'm going to be an actor to Jiminy Cricket," and Jiminy Cricket's like, "Oh fuck me!" <laughs> uh, so then, um, then we see Pinocchio in the show on stage. Um. The boy without strings, or whatever he's described as. I, I'm gonna be honest. I watched this. I didn't give it complete full attention. I may have mm. got distracted a couple of times. So, mm. if there's any gaps in what I'm talking about, you're gonna have to just fill in because mm. I know you've seen it. What seven or eight, nine, ten Those times? Times, yeah, yeah. So Countless he's in the show. Uh, they've immediately took him to Stromboli and chucked him in a show, which has happened in a, a massive whirlwind. Um, I don't think Stromboli's show is particular. Like Stromboli's not. There's not, not high, high standards. Values, no. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, all right. What's this? Oh, he's a puppet, but without strings. He's sentient. Right. Yeah, straight in, mate. You're Stick on tonight. Him in. You go yeah. in second. Yeah, it's not going to be the blobby panto at Milton Keynes. Let's put it that way. Um, where's Geppetto? Why is Geppetto, Geppetto not fucking, looking for him? The, the whole problem is, is that Geppetto just fucking sent Pinocchio off to school without a buy yeah. or leave. And now Geppetto's never had a kid before, so he doesn't probably even know about what school hours are. We yeah. we get we know that Geppetto's clueless, by the way. He just said, there you go, school's that way. Here's an apple and a book. See you later. So yeah. when Pinocchio doesn't turn up, probably he's taken Geppetto quite a few hours to sort of work out that Pinocchio's missing. She's sort of like, oh, I suppose he'll be back from school at some point. Oh, and you 10, look at probably. Your watch, it's four, and you go, oh, he, maybe he's got detention. Probably got detention. Probably <laughs> a bit of cheeky cunt to one of the teachers. Yeah, because he doesn't know the rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and then it I, gets to six, and he's like, oh, maybe he's missed his bus. I don't fucking know. 
And then it's only when it gets to about eight, he's like, oh, this is getting fucking weird now. It's like, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give it a laugh, Ted. When news night starts, I'll go out and have a look for him. Because <laughs> I'm not fussed about news night. It did used to be bad, though, didn't it, Andy? Like, in the in the 80s, when you were a kid and they didn't have mobile phones, and mm. you know, remember when people just didn't turn up and it, yeah. you'd go through those phases of, like, first you'd be a bit annoyed... Then you'd get a bit angry, mm-hmm. and then eventually you'd get really worried. If you were a kid, like, yeah. did you? Do you know what I mean? Because there's no way of tracking someone. No, that was and it. Sometimes it was, it was people wild, just wouldn't f- fucking turn up at all, and you'd mm-hmm. be like, "Well, maybe they're dead." You've got to assume they are, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I, I had a I had a, um, a relative that died when I was oh. when I was a teenager, quite out of the blue. And afterwards, because he was so out of the blue and it was the first person really close to me that had died, I, for quite a few years afterwards, I think it must have traumatised me because whenever anyone was even a bit late, and I'm not exaggerating here, mate, if someone was a bit late, Mm. I would immediately go, in my head, I'd immediately think, well, they're dead. Oh, Sam. Because once you've had a surprise death that's like a proper out of the blue death, someone who wasn't ill or particularly old, you then... You think, oh, right, so that's how shit happens. That's what life's really like, is that things are arbitrary. And I just I just remember sitting in loads of places and thinking, oh, hang on, they were supposed to be here 10 minutes ago. Dead. Well, dead now. Not like yeah. maybe they're dead. I was just like, they're dead. Definitely dead. Do you still get that? A little bit sometimes, but <laughs> I, I do sometimes think people are dead. But um, <laughs> Go for important work meetings. People turn wow. up, ah, oh, they must be dead. Well, I mean, that, you then. know, fucking hell. I mean, my my dad, right, he um, sometimes doesn't, like, return. He doesn't answer the phone for days, like, mm. or any messages for days. Sometimes he's just, I don't know why, he's never explained, but sometimes he'll it's just, just like, he does. Yeah. as I understand it, I think he just sometimes thinks, fuck that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> he's just like, I can't be fucking arsed, right? Which is fair. But, like... Um, People, my brothers, like they'll like get their fucking knickers in a twist. And I used to get knickers in a twist because he lives on his own. And people go, oh, he mm. hasn't answered the, the door or the phone or fucking anything yeah. for fucking ages. Get round. And in the end, someone would always have to go round and knock on the door. Yeah. And what was funny, I never fucking did it, right? Because I, I fucking, I'd cotton on to this shit years ago. I was thinking, he just fucking goes to ground. He's just living And who knows what his reasons yeah. are. But in a way, I respect him for it. He needs a little bit of quiet time, right? He's got fucking six kids. It must be a pain in the ass, right? (laughs) But then, like, you know, a few times, like, one of my brothers has had to go around there and literally knock on the door. (laughs) And then he'll do this. He'll answer the door and just go, hello. (laughs) Like, really casual. (laughs) The other amazing thing about my dad is you're knocking the door day or night. He'll answer the door, like, in a suit and proper shoes on. (laughs) Like, what's going on here? He hasn't been out for days. He'll be in a really nice suit, smell of a bit of cologne, nice polished shoes. Bit weird. What are you doing? Just hanging around the house like that? Yeah? What do you want? Not to that extent, but, like, old men used to dress like that in suits, didn't they? Yeah. Not so much now, but old men would wear suits around the place. They'd go out and about in a suit. Yeah, I, I see pictures of my older. granddad, and yeah, yeah, he's just always like it. But anyway, so one I like a suit. I, 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 I don't know whether I should say this, but I'm going to. Okay. During COVID, just sit quietly. He did one of these disappearing acts, right? Right. 
And I, what I'm saying is going back to the thinking people were dead thing. Mm. It did bother me for years. I was always thinking people were dead. And mm. then I just sort of had to train myself off of it because it's nonstop heightened anxiety. Yeah. And that is gets in the way of living out loud, right? So I just had to fucking train myself off of it. And um, so now I've gone the other extreme and like, you know, when I get like this sort of fretting thing, oh, has anyone heard from dad? He's gone missing. I just think 99% certain that he's just, just, I mean, like, you know, how many times before has this happened? Why do we always react in the same fearful way and spend 24 hours running yeah, around freaking natural, out? Isn't it? You know, I know it is, but you can't allow yourself, you can't allow anxiety to just rule your life. And if you, mm. you know, it, and it's like almost the definition of insanity if you keep doing the same thing again and again. It's like the boy you cried wolf, though, isn't it? Because uh, you just well, feel yeah, the mean, worst. The, clearly the, one day, I mean, my dad's yeah. attitude, if I had this out of him, which I've tried to, he, he literally, he's, he, he's quite brutal. I'd say something like, yeah, but one day it might be that you need us. And he goes, he'd say something like this. Yeah, well, what? If you're saying one day I might die, well, then you're right, I will. And there'll be no funeral. Yeah, <laughs> believe me. And if it's a funeral you're fishing for, then forget it. Because I have, I have given my lawyer explicit instructions to have no funeral. Uh, if you're expecting a day off from the daily grind and some kind of party, it's not going to happen. If you're expecting a spread, as you no doubt call it, then think again. There'll be no dreary spread of curled sandwiches and sausage rolls at my funeral, believe me. Yeah, and so, oh, anyway, no, one time, um, one time, my brother went round there and uh, he knocked on the door, no answer. He rang on the phone, no answer. So then, right, he had a key. For some reason, I don't know why he had a key to my dad's house. So he let himself in. Mm. and he crept through the house with some trepidation, probably thinking he was going to find my dad dead or something. And he went into my dad's... He was like Goldilocks. He was creeping around, and he eventually crept into my dad's room. And my dad was just in bed, having a nice sleep. And my, <laughs> with and his my, suit on. <laughs> my, my brother stood... Yeah, <laughs> so, and an umbre- the of the an umbrella and a briefcase <laughs> under one arm. <laughs> And my brother, like, bent down a little bit to sort of hear him breathing, yeah. right? And he heard him breathing, and then he thought, right, he's totally alive. Yeah. He's fine. Fuck, I'm in his house. <laughs> sort of thing my dad, like, would really hate. You know, like, yeah. he's a man who enjoys, you know, he, he sort of values his own privacy. That's what mm, this story's all clearly. about, in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> but, like, people, sometimes relatives don't get that and don't expect it. They think, oh, oh, there must be a problem. There must be a problem. Maybe he's depressed or maybe he's got a problem. And, like, because people can't conceive the fact that, yeah, or maybe he just is fucking happy just hanging around in his suit reading a book, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh God, like, that sounds so good. I know. <laughs> you can relate to this. I knew you could, yeah. right? He's just sort of like, I just... I, I know it's hard for you lot to get your head around that I don't fucking relish just spending all of my time talking to you bunch of cunts, which we are. I mean, yeah, we're not pleasant company. I mean, my sisters are all right, but me and my brothers are not pleasant people to be around. We're annoying, right? <laughs> my dad's just like, fuck it. I'm not fucking... Just leave me alone for a while, cunts, right? So my brother's sort of thought, fuck, he's alive. Oh, no, I'm in his house. Fuck, fuck, what if he wakes up? 
So he crept out really, really quietly, mm. shut the door really quietly, got in his car and drove home. Now, I know my dad doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's fine. So but my dad never doesn't know wow. that my brother was in his house looking over him. And it's a bit like that famous scene with Paddy Constantine from um, uh, Dead Man's Shoes. Dead Man's Shoes, yeah. Where he says, I was in your house last night. I was yeah. standing over you. I yeah. could have ended you like that, but yeah. I didn't. And it's like just like that. But he doesn't I don't mean, think my brother thought about killing my dad, but who knows? I mean, the mind is a strange thing. I, you know, you could, there are some, yeah, you know, like Freud and, and other great thinkers on the human mind would claim that all of us have an urge inside to kill our own fathers. Oh, yeah, you find yourself in a position of power, an opportunity like that. No it's one hard. would blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any judge in the land would look sympathetically <laughs> upon it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair to say that any man, given the opportunity to murder their father in his sleep, would take that opportunity. And in the eyes of the by the letter of the law, it may be a crime, but in any rational and in decent the society. Of the law. <laughs> let's let's put this one down to temporary insanity and all go home. Hurrah! <laughs> we can all get away in time for a pleasant lunch. <laughs> I, as I understand it, the deceased didn't want a funeral, which is very convenient for everyone involved. So there's no further paperwork to do either. His case has solved itself. <laughs> Another great day for British justice. Bugs his gavel. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> case dismissed. Yeah, oh, well, God. I've never consciously thought about killing my father, but... Mm. I do think that there's something in the male psyche in particular. Who knows that you... what the subconscious thinks about exactly. and wants to do. Exactly, exactly. Um, right, I'll tell you what, we'll leave it there. Okay. Because we're not going to get much further with Pinocchio at this stage. We'll be back with uh, another one very soon. Maybe we'll get it finished, maybe we won't. Who knows? Thank you, goodbye. Right. Take care now, and good luck. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.